welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Previously on Big Brother, a pandemic swept the nation, but the Chen bot compiled 16 previous players, some all-stars, some who just appeared on the show and were not sick. Who will, not, who will win the measly half-million-dollar prize? Find out tonight on Block Talk. But first, let's meet our panel, the nerd archetype of the show, Andrew Orsi, the queen who would win all the endurance competitions, Hibiscus, and the not-so-secret alliance of lovers, Acacia Forgot and Austi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing better after those titles. <laughs> oh, really creative. It's going to be my new Instagram bio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at you two. You're the conspiring bitches. <laughs> um, I, like to, I like to be able to tell everyone where we are in the world. I'm currently recording from New Jersey, which is a change from usual. We're in Harlem. I'm in Washington Heights. I'm in West Virginia. I've like been in Astoria and then I quarantined myself so I could escape to home and visit my parents. That's fun. How's West Virginia? Do they even have uh, internet and, and cable? Uh, it seems right now, I wasn't sure, but this video call's happening, so. Okay, good, good, good. It good. could just be two squirrels like holding some wires together though. I'm not quite sure how it works here. It's very, very to, possible. Get the raccoon from biting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, we are here to discuss Big Brother All-Stars. Did anyone expect us to have another All-Star season? No. Not I did this not year. Yeah, because it was so long ago since the first one, you know, after what, yeah. then um, seven? No, six, seven, yeah. Seven? Yes, I did not expect it, but I think it was the best timing because of the pandemic. It's like, how are you going to bring strangers, you know, just bring people that you want right. to cause drama already? Yeah. Um, I think everyone was like, I feel like no one was expecting it, but everyone like needed it down. They needed yeah. familiar faces and like remember like the game, like how it used to be played, and have like those familiar players back. And it's a very interesting cast. It's not the all star cast you would have hoped for, but let's blame the pandemic on that. It's like half the all star cast. Yeah, let's go with that. It's half. the same as Game Changers, Survivor Game Changers, when they <laughs> were like, here's half of the Game Changers and 10 other people who played. Yeah, that's definitely how I feel about a lot of people on this cast. Yeah. But before we dive into this season, what is everyone's history with the show? When did you start watching? I personally watched season one. I was there. I wasn't voting, um, but I watched season one. I remember these these random ass people, the guy with no leg and a man who likes chickens and, and Jean Jordan who was on the David Letterman show after she was um, evicted because she was such a bitch. Like I remember watching the original season which is not the game we watch anymore. I started, I was a late, um, I came in late. Like I started watching season 13. Okay. That's when I um, that's when I got into it. But I remember Joe McHale on the suit making fun of like the um, Big Brother cast. So 
after getting into it on season 13 that I decided to look up like legendary historic players and just watch their seasons. And that's how I got into it. But I was hooked on ever since season 13. Nice. I started um, season eight, I believe, Dick season. That was the very first yeah. season that I watched. And then I watched it like pretty on and off. And then like recently through quarantine, we like binge watched like 16 seasons. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so it, I, I'm catching Acacia up on it. Well, we're caught up now, but yeah, I started nice. like last year, we watched it live. And then, yeah, literally in quarantine, we watched every single season. Like, Amazing. Watch like a season in a day. Just, like get up and just watch like all like thirty episodes. And yeah. Uh, I was also I was a late bloomer too. Um, I the first one I watched live was season eighteen, I think it was. Um, and then I didn't really dive into the live feeds until over the top happened, and then I dove way too far into the live feeds during OTT and got emotionally invested in a lot of things I did not need to be emotionally invested in. Um, really? 18 was your first season? 18 was my first season. No, it can't the, be. Who no was way. the winner? Uh, Nicole. Franzel. Yeah. But then I immediately, add, like during 18, was hooked enough that I started binging back from season two and I watched everything chronologically and was completely caught up by season 19. Okay. I'm like I'm just bad with years. What year was eighteen then? Because I remember you came over ago, four years because you came over and we watched the finale of Big Brother and the right and premiere, the premiere of, of Survivor. Survivor, which was co wrong, right? Eighteen was like five, four years ago. I guess I'm really bad with time. And it must have been five years ago. Damn! Wow, eighteen yeah. was five years. Okay, well, Nicole right? did not age. <laughs> no, no, she did not. <laughs> Well, we originally wanted to do this podcast before the season started, but the producers um, had some casting issues. Uh, so they were like, well, we're going to keep it all a secret until move-in night because we've never done that before. Over the Top did it already. Um, but let's talk about some of the rumors of players that did not make the cast. Um, I know the room, there are, the, the, there's some denial out there, but um, Josh and Casey were apparently both cut because they tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and let's be real, if the two of them were on this season, I think their, this first night would have been incredibly different. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, because first off, you would have had two more winners. Mm -hmm. And you would have had, and we'll get into it later, but you would have had some severe drama between certain players because of their relationship on a different television program. The challenge. Yeah. What other, <laughs> what other rumors of people had we heard? I mean, I've heard the rumor over and over that Nicole Franzel single-handedly got Derek and Dan kicked off the season by calling <laughs> him out for pre-gaming. Yes, I heard that. I heard Derek that. Derek has denied it, but I have heard it many times. Yeah. Um, I heard Paul. I would be excited to see Paul again. Yeah, Paul did come out and say that he kind of did decline it. Um, honestly, I hate Paul, so I'm very glad that he's not here. <laughs> I have a weird love-hate thing with him where, like, I kind of can't stand him, and he shouts everything he says, and I can't deal with that for a whole other season. But also, like, I'm attracted to him. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put that aside, the uh, uh, physical attraction and the game player. Yeah, well, I'm having that issue right now, but whatever. 
Yeah, um, I love thing with Paul too because I hated him the first season, but then I loved him the second season. And oh really? Yeah, I thought the first season he was so annoying and just so like he's just an awful person. And then the second season, I was like, I loved him, and I was like, he has to win, even though I feel like he didn't really change that much. I don't know what it was. And he was yeah, playing with idiots. I was. Yeah. So- he was on. I was so excited when he was on. Like when he was supposed to be on this season. I, I'm the opposite. I loved him on 18. Like that's when because he had the underdog position, and I think I like started rooting for him there. And then in 19, I watched a lot of the live feeds and saw too much bullying to like him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, other names that I was excited for. I know Hayden Moss was apparently mm. rumored, which would have been incredible um, because that's the brigade member I would prefer to see. Um, I know Danielle Reyes was rumored once oh, again. God. Oh, that would have been perfect. I would have died. I know. Um, that would have been amazing to see. But other than that, I think we've all the names are either on the show or have been rumored. I think that's about all we got. Yeah. Is, is there anyone you're missing? Anyone you wish would have been on the season? I agree. Kat would have been perfect because um, she was excellent television. <laughs> but let's be real. You couldn't have Janelle and three of her archetypes on the same season. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to see Vanessa Russo, but she couldn't pass Psych, I don't think. Oh, yeah. oh Vanessa. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder how she passed Psych the first time. <laughs> um, well, I know that Rachel said she wanted to play it, but she's pregnant and was like, I'll sit out the challenges. I was like, that defeats the purpose of the season. Just go away, Rachel Riley. What yeah, is Rachel's sister's name? I would love to see her. Alyssa. 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 Oh, we, don't, we don't need to see her after her no. terrible stint on The Amazing Race. Yeah. I would watch Britney again. Oh, I would watch too. Britney Haynes on every single season. Yeah. <laughs> And I would watch Aaron from 15. <laughs> I would have, t- I would have t- honestly, I would have taken anyone from season 15. Poor cast. Yeah, 15 was a good cast. Ugh, Andy. Yeah. All right. So what do we think of the intro package? We used to have that like weird, um, everyone's doing the poses and then like it spins around. And well, I guess they didn't have a photographer to do it this season. So you had like this weird, uh, like the photos that I have in my background and then you had like photos from them at oh, the home line. on a Zoom call. Um, it was weird. I kind of liked it because it had like pictures of like when they were on their season. So yeah, that I pre- like. like Every time I look at it, I'm like, wait, who's that? And, but then when you see like the pictures in the intro of like his season, like, oh, like that's who it is. You kind of like remember like, oh, like yeah, it'll yeah. be like, a famous snapshot of like them doing something in their season, which I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't like the biggest fan of it, but then it's also like with the circumstances, I don't know if they like would have been able to do anything better. I like like, like the old and the new for their intro, but- um, Are they gonna do a pool shot this season? Well, yeah, that's the question is like, so many of the the photo promos happened during that first week before we get feeds, but they just did a straight up move in this year. Yeah. So like, I think that just messed stuff up. I am sad that like, we aren't gonna get anybody doing an iconic Jeff Schroeder, not Jeff Schroeder, Jeff, other Jeff, Sway, just the awkward Sway for his pose in 17. Yeah. But I think, you know what, I'm excited to see uh, the the photos because we're gonna talk about the house a little bit. Um, we have that one room with all the photos. I hope they like put like something online so we can see all of them, like a gallery of what's in there. Same. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be in a challenge or something like that. 
Oh, fully. Count the number of photos of this person. Well, if you watch the um, or something, and yeah, yeah, because if you watch the video with Julie Chen with the um, reveal of the house, she very, very, very pointed out how many of each item was in there. So I think she was telling us so we remember, so we can catch them if they don't remember. Oh yeah. But what other rooms did you like? I love the comic room. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, I was like, ooh. It was interesting how they, like, I'm interested in how they chose which comics people to include on that wall. Well, that's (laughs) what I want to say is, like, you have that the picture room, you have the comics room, you have in the kitchen with the um, epic moments. Mm -hmm. Some of those players are in the house. Like, how does that make people feel? Do you think people will be a little um, anxious and angry that why am I not included? Because let's be real, (laughs) if you're a reality show player, you have an ego. I mean, if I was what? David, I would not feel that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what iconic moment could they even put up for him? His elimination. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I love the HOH room. I think that loft is stunning. That is mm-hmm. oh, it's yeah. really I would cool. live there. I My- would win HOH just so I can live in there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite My- every season, for some reason, are the bathroom. Yeah. Like every oh, season, yeah. I love how they decorate the bathroom. And I can't remember, there was one season where it was like purple and that I like wasn't into. Mm-hmm. Every season, I just like love the bathroom. I would just probably just like huddle up in there all the time. Yeah. I also 100% guarantee you that if somebody is not counting the rubber ducks on the walls, they're going to lose a tiebreaker for an HOH. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And the pickup sticks um, in the mm-hmm. living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all going to be very, very important. I am positive. And the colors um, of the spray paint art from Croatia. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, but what one thing that is interesting? We used to have that um, like lounge room with like the big couch thing. That room is not there because that's been moved upstairs. Do you mm. think that room could be one of these secret rooms later on in the season? Possibly. I mean, it's just interesting. Like they, <laughs> I feel like the house is full of mysteries. They couldn't even get into the have-not room for a while. So I, right. what yeah. could be hiding? <laughs> but what we, the big twist that we did learn, it's not that they're getting more money this season. No, they're still going for $500,000. No, no, the twist this season is the room twist. As we learned that there is a new room added every so often that will have certain twists and, and secrets and and challenges and the one we do have right now is the safety suite um what is what is everyone's thought on the safety suite i love it because i feel like it's a way for people who are easy targets like for example this episode like with janelle and caser they were like the clear like first targets of cody and so i feel like that was like a uh, a way for like production almost to help people who were easier targets to like you know make it further in the game sure so i really i really like it i like it too and i was like please Kesar, go do it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think it's, i think it's an important twist yeah i think obviously it's like there for an all-star season to help the big targets have a second to get a footing and blah blah mm-hmm. blah i the only thing i have that I dislike about it is that it doesn't sound like production made it completely clear for the first week. Cause like a lot of people online after both Kaser and Janelle swiped in, were like, no, one of them should have waited till next week and like, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. And right, apparently right. Janelle's understanding was that you could time out and no one would win. 
but production has like since clarified that even if one person did it, like they would have gotten it kind of thing. So yeah, there's yeah. a little, little bit of a controversy there and I wish that that had been made clearer so that they could have strategized with that. Was yeah, Janelle that was pushed? Better. Janelle was absolutely pushed. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. like it just one person and like say he wins does it just go to him i think so i think that's what it sounds like the concept of how it actually works is but janelle and caser definitely thought like there's going to be a time limit when you're in the room and if you go it's going to be a hard challenge and if you go over time no one will win safety that's what i was thinking would happen yeah interesting i mean what have we ever seen someone fail a challenge live on a show yes <laughs> yes. Where is she? Why do they not include Caitlyn? That is more of an all-star than seriously. Some of these people. Seriously, I have something on her. She like apparently she said she would do Big Brother if there were no live feeds. That's, That's not I, Big Brother, Caitlyn. Exactly. And so she was like, "Okay, bye." But like, yeah, I heard that about. Maybe she was manifesting that there would be no live feeds, but she was very wrong on that. I forgot that we've had two years of manifesting people in the house, because I immediately went to Christy Murphy, and then I was like, oh, Caitlin did that too. No, oh, Caitlin totally did that. <laughs> I would love to see um, Christy. Oh, my God. Uh, I <laughs> there's, they will bring her and Tommy back for, like, a um, duo season some other time. Yeah. Very iconic. Because when he, when he looks at her, he can always see home. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of other gay people, I, I, I guess we should have mentioned people who are not in the house um, that unfortunately you have to call an all-star is uh, Frankie Grande. Um, thank God he's not there, honestly. Ugh. Agree. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. I still question what he did in life to like get this fame <laughs> besides being Ariana's brother. That's all he That's did. it. That's literally That's it. That's what he did. He he was on Broadway. Um, people didn't like him really. Oh, I could have I could have played that part better than him. I saw him do it. Really? And Prove I'm perfect it. for that part. Right now, do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in doing a Zoom Rock of Ages audition. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about who we do have on this cast. Uh, so we're going to go in alphabetical order. Um, I'm going to give some facts, things that they're known for, and then I'll go around the room and we will each give our feelings about them. Uh, so we are going to start off with Big Brother 20's Bailey Dent Dayton. Uh, she's 27 year old. She is a model now from Los Angeles, California. Uh, she is most known for getting knocked up and proposed to by Swaggy C, having a miscarriage in the jury house and yelling at Tyler with a bloody, bloody mouth. Um, post Big Brother, she appeared on the challenge, Total Madness alongside Swaggy, Fessy, Casey, and Josh. So let's start with Acacia. What do you think about Bailey? I love Bailey. I think she was one of my favorite players on her season, and that bloody mouth was so iconic. <laughs> but I didn't wait. Did she actually have a miscarriage? That's the tea. Joe? Yeah, apparently she did get knocked up and then in jury house she had a miscarriage because people were wondering if there was going to be some legal things, but it, she just lost the baby. Dang. Wow. The bloody... Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> 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 oh, God. But no, I love her. And I, I really want her and Janelle to like be an alliance because they're like two of my favorites. I'm a fan. Aussie, what do you think about Bailey? 
Uh, honestly, like the same thing. I I really like her, and I think she really got screwed over her season, and I think that was totally unfair with the way she went out. Um, and I do think she'll make it pretty far as long as she can like keep her mouth shut, because I feel like that was her downfall. That's fair. Andrew, do you have any predictions um, aside from like what we've seen on the show so far? Who th- she, who she will align with? Um. No, I mean I think. It, it seems like her and Devon are already getting pretty tight yeah. and they're working well together. So I'm expecting them to sort of be a pair. The question mm-hmm. I have is whether they can be an under the radar pair or whether it's going to be really obvious. And I think it might lean obvious. Oh, I think it's very obvious already. <laughs> I think everyone knows. Um, but I also think like she's, she's not as big a target as many of the people in the house. Like, I don't know if she's one that I would say... You know, I don't mind seeing her back on an all-star season. I think she was stuck in Faute, which was maybe the dumbest group of people ever collectively to uh, play with a bunch of twists and really fail at using every single one of them. Um, but, you know, I didn't love her in her first season. Um, I have better... I'm, go- I'm coming in with a clean slate for her. I don't have any issues with her yet this season, and I'm hoping maybe she will get a chance to actually play the game and impress me and win me over to her side. So um, I think she can make it to jury without too, too much work as long as she and they don't overplay their hand. That's fair. Hibiscus, what do you think? I, I like Bailey too. And I um, I just hope she, like, I'm glad she's going in without Swaggy this time because I think that was definitely a detrimental to her game. Um, but yeah, as long as she just be nice, I think she can make it to jury. She's not one of my top, like, picks to make it to the end, but... I think she, she'll make it to jury, probably the first one. That's kidding. We'll see. She's like a halfway mark for me. That's fair. Now, I um, am behind on the challenge. I love the challenge, but I like this past season, I didn't get to watch it all. Um, she apparently had a little bit of a beef with Casey and Josh. So she's very lucky that neither of them are in the house because uh-huh. I think she would have been screwed um, because there would have been also this pull of, is she going to be good friends with Tyler or is Tyler going to be with Casey? And then I think we really got fucked over by Casey and Josh not being in this house. Um, That's fair, so yeah. I think Bailey is very lucky how things shaked out. Yeah. Because right now she's not a target at all. Oh. And it will be interesting to see how her and Tyler play together because they were very amicable um, on that first night. Um, we know that Tyler had a big part of her ouster and remember that bloody mouth. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see if they will have a relationship. Yeah, if she bites her cheek again this season, she'll go down in history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had one prediction of a second place finish from uh, Bailey, and that was from Acacia. Um, yeah, I think, I listen, if if these shows are the way they are and the people without a target are able to float through till close to the end, Bailey could do very well. She's very well-spoken. She knows uh, how to talk to people. Um, and I think she could definitely sway a jury to um, yeah. potentially give her money. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Moving on to Big Brother 19, the only person from Big Brother 19. It is third place finisher, christmas joy abbott 
She is 38. She is a fitness entrepreneur from Raleigh, North Carolina. She is most known for letting Jason carry her on her back, thusly falling and breaking her foot, being allowed to stay in the house, vote from outside the house, and literally winning two HOHs thanks to Paul. Post Big Brother, she was arrested for criminal mischief after allegedly slamming her car into her baby daddy's new girlfriend's car. She served 12 months of probation, 24 hour, 25 hours of community service, an anger management class, and a fine of $1,357.95 worth of damages. And this is why Christmas Abbott should not be on our show. <laughs> She did pass psych. And Aussie, we're going to start with you on this one. Um, (laughs) She is naughty. I am so shocked. Wait, you didn't know about the TMZ report? No. You you didn't see the mugshot? Okay, so like full tea, I was like, I'm not going to get cast on Big Brother because I have a parking ticket. And this woman like crashed her car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... I think she has like a I don't know what to say about that anymore. Definitely she wasn't the um I think she could go really far in this game. Obviously we haven't seen her like full potential because she had a broken foot for <laughs> Exactly season. Um but I think she had a fairly decent game. Um one thing that like is like kind of on the fence with me is I don't know if they kept her her first season because like she had a broken foot and they knew they could beat her or if because like they genuinely just didn't want to get her out so she's kind of like a wild card um to me because she has the potential to play an entirely like completely different game now yeah yeah i definitely think she is a wild card and she's lucky that her first season was such a interesting unicorn of a season andrew what do you think yeah um i'm i'm a little torn i like, first of all, I don't want her here. Neither do I. <laughs> but um, I think she's one of the people who's going to be able to skate by for a while without a target. I do wonder if her competitiveness and her general, like, she likes to be in the conversation a lot, I, mm-hmm. based on what I've seen in the feed so far. So I wonder if she's going to play a little too hard or push herself a little too yeah. hard. I'm hoping because I'd like her out because <laughs> there too. there's a weird thing where I could see her getting dragged to the final three again. And I am not interested in that. Yeah. Cause I mean, she does play a very, very loyal game. She mm-hmm. was loyal to a fault. Um, and I think if, I mean, Josh was going to win anyway, if he brought her to the end, he would have won against her too. Yeah. Hibiscus, were you worried for Christmas watching that first um, HOH challenge? I was, but um, listen, she, I, she's not one that I like would like to see back. But since she's back, she, um, I'm, I, she's in my top four. I wouldn't say top three, but you know, I could see her finishing fourth because she, we thought she would be this physical like competition beast in her season, and then she had to play a social game, and like again, her loyalty is what really got her to the end. Um, oh, well, as far as she got, so I think this time around, I think she can finally play the game the way she wanted it. And I think she'll win competitions when she needs to, to save herself. And I think that's what's, that's the strength in her. Yeah. Acacia, does she have any alliances built into this season or is she really a number? I really don't think she has any alliances, but I do think I was like very proud of her in first season because she was so ready to be like physical. And then she really like built such a like social game 
that I don't think she was expecting to do, but she really had like work on her feet for that. And so yeah. I'm really excited to see her physical <laughs> work on her feet. <laughs> hey, listen, she she won that running challenge. She won that running challenge. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm she, waiting for the full circle when she loses a running challenge this season with two working feet. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've felt so much anxiety as I did for her in that HOH thing. I'm like, she's going to break her foot. <laughs> Me too. I was like, no, girl. I was like, like oh. up for her to break her foot. But yeah. Never, I put her I, in I, I am not excited to see her. I think there are so many other players who should have taken this spot. I think, unfortunately, they wanted someone from Big Brother 19 um, once they lost Josh. And you, there really weren't any other females from that season you could take aside from Jessica, who would not have played without Cody, and that was not going to happen anytime soon. Oh yeah, um, you, you don't want Raven? I absolutely do not want Raven. <laughs> How could Raven do this with COVID? She has so many diseases and illnesses. Yeah, it's true. She has an inverted spine. She's several things but you know her gpa is dance so she could have yeah, excelled right? this i mean season. we could we could have had elena remember elena no i don't because i choose not to <laughs> exactly so the, the 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 pickings were very slim from season 19 um what say that again was helen on that season no helen was 15 justice for helen helen was pushed um yeah, i would no, have taken but, helen yeah well we had alex and alex was terrible also um yeah. So 19 really was, I really think it's one of the worst seasons, personally. So this is what we get. We get Christmas. Any of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really don't know what to say about her. Um, but prediction-wise, we had Austin having her in second place, Acacia in third place, and Hibiscus give me her fourth place because she couldn't decide. No. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's very feasible because she is a wild card. She is a number. She could get dragged there. Um, but I think if she wants to win, she has to earn a win because the fan base will not allow her to just float again. I think when Julie said, she said, like, we have some all-stars, we have some people who deserve a second chance, and we have some people who were out too soon. I think she deserves a second chance just because she didn't get to play the game. Well, absolutely. I agree. I think put her in another season with regular players and, and let her play. All-star season, she just took someone's spot personally, but that's just me. Anything else on Christmas before we move on? She wasn't in this episode. She was not in this episode. There were a couple people who were oh, like, "Christmas." Yeah, Christmas was yeah. And I live feed, so I was surprised when you're saying that she like likes to be like, in the conversation because I was like, she literally got no airtime. So it was like, yeah, it's true. It's more just like every time I turn on the live feeds, if if the camera is on a room she's in, I only hear her. <laughs> That's fair. Her or Nicole Franzel. Those are the two voices I just keep hearing. <laughs> oh, boy. You can't, you can't miss Nicole's um, Franzel's voice. <laughs> Not a chance. Well, we are going to move on to Cody Calafiore, second place finisher from Big Brother 16. He is 29 years old, a soccer coach from Howell, New Jersey. He is most known for, known for forming the hitman with winner Derek Lavasser and ultimately performing one of the worst moves in show history by voting out Victoria due to his loyalty. What is he most known for post Big Brother? Giving us his brother, Pauly. Oh. Um, I'm going to start with Cody. I have a big crush on Cody. I've had a big crush on Cody forever, but I am fucking mad at Cody right now. 
Um, for those who haven't watched the latest episode, he is targeting one of my absolute all-time favorite players, Keisha Smith. And I think this was just a bonehead dumb move. But I think Cody is a fucking smart player, even though he made one massive blunder. And this is really his redemption season. Andrew, what do you think? So what I'll say is I, I also think he's a relatively smart player, but I don't see any change in his game yet, really. I don't know that he's approaching this season differently. I think he's seeing, I think he's viewing it as I played 16 really well, so I got to do the same thing and just not, and just take Victoria at the end. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but if you play the exact same game in a second season, you're more likely to get caught on yeah. it. So I think well, that that may be a weakness, but also he does things to my body, so I'll forgive him for a lot of things. Although doing putting Keisha up, I'm not sure. Well, I have a lot is, of feelings about him. Well, this is my thing is like, I mean, I understand Memphis in that situation where he's not going to like be like, no, save Keisha, but Memphis should have been like, take me and Keisha, and Keisha can be um, your potential Victoria knowing that Keisha and Memphis would take each other. Yeah. Like that would have been Memphis's big move. I think Memphis was playing way too scared already. Um, but Cody is is a very interesting player. What do you think, Hibiscus? Um, I think the the houses will get him out as soon as they get the chance. He is like, you know, he's a strong player. And I don't think I think he could go all the way, but I don't think he's not on my top list because of that. Like yeah. um you'll have like someone like Day or Bailey. If they have HOH, they're going straight for Cody or like these beast um competition beast people and that's why i don't think he's gonna last as long and i i think he was buffer on his season he looks a little leaner this season yeah a little bit, <laughs> a little like, bit. I'm, I'm okay with any version i was like <laughs> he's still he's still cute he's like one of those people that i could look at it's those time. eyes it um. is those eyes and it's like when he was sad after kevin like talked to him i was like oh please be sad more this is cute. <laughs> I just spoke on behalf of the entire LGBT community when he was like, I look at you and I just see perfection and it just makes me like intimidated and sad. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, like literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You. so true. But no, that's what I think. I think he, he's gonna, he has a target on his back. Like I think no matter if he tries to friend someone or I think these people, like I said, Davon or Bailey, like the moment they get a chance, they're going to go for those big targets like Cody. Yeah. Acacia, do you think he picked the right people to target week one? Um, well, it seemed like he was originally going to be after Janelle, and anyone who goes after Janelle is dead in my book. Um, <laughs> so that like really made me upset, and I also feel like Janelle and them is like an easy target because like everyone like they're strong players. But then the fact that he went after Keisha. I think he didn't know who she was. Was like rude. Really, so like, that's like a voice you can't forget. First of all, and second of all, she made it so far in her season that it's like, what do you mean? Like you forgot who she was? I don't know. That like really was like so stupid to me. And again, I think it's just he's going after like people like easy targets because he just doesn't have a backbone. <laughs> also, how yeah. do you not know who Keisha is, but you know who Memphis is? Like for me, it's the other way around. Yeah, he was, I was like, wait, is he on Big Brother? Is he like season one or something? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get some Memphis. But no, I think I think me personally, if I were Cody, I would play the Meat Shield um, game and keep all the strong targets. And like, if you want to be like, okay, let me get some blood on my hands, but also get rid of someone who, the like, get put Ian up. Be like, get a winner out. Every we're all banning against the winners. I mean, he he could have put Nicole up there as well and used her as a pawn to get Ian out. But, like, 
I think he really misplayed this first week. I don't know if Ian would have gone over Nicole, though, necessarily. Well, I mean, he could have uh, played for that veto and won it. Sure. And Nicole is a decent um, veto player, too. So. Yeah, but then you're putting a lot of thing on a comp win. That's a lot of risk for week one. But again, I'm not sure that this was a good move because I think he uh, misplayed how much blood he actually is about to have. What do you think, Austin? I'm kind of indifferent about him. I don't care, really. I I mean, I I like really like him as a person, but I just don't think he's going to be able to live up to his counterpart. Yeah, I really feel like Derek carried him through the game. So yeah, well, prediction wise, I like I said um, before we started, I made my predictions really before this everything happened on Thursday night, uh, Wednesday night. And Cody is my winner pick because he is one of four players that were my winner picks on this season. I was like, you know what? Cody just seemed like the one who could do it. I'm very second guessing myself here, but I'm okay. I can see him going all the way, but like he needs to play smart and align with the right person. I agree. And I, I think he was, it was the right move to go to Memphis and start talking to Memphis but he just didn't look at the long-term game with what Memphis also was able to bring. So we'll see. Moving on. It is Davon Rogers from Big Brother 17, where she plays 16th place. Big Brother 18, 11th place. She is 32. She is an acting coach from Inglewood, California. She is most known for uh, being considered a fan favorite for her loud personality and loyalty figuring out the twin twist and getting in the middle of Zakia and Polly's love in the jury house. This is the one you lay with. <laughs> Post Big Brother, she competed on Big Brother primetime special of The Price is Right, Candy Crush along with Paul, and she appeared on the Challenge Final Reckoning along with Natalie, Jose, Polly, and the Challenge War of the Worlds along with Natalie, Polly, Liz, Julia, Morgan, and Josh. Andrew, why don't you start with Davon? Um, yeah, I think that this season is, um, a good one for her. I think she's in a good spot where she's like known, but she's fairly middle of the pack. Like she's never finished higher than 11th. So she doesn't have that automatic placement threat or anything like that. People feel like she's a known quantity just in terms of like bringing some drama, but she has expressed awareness of the fact that she's done that and she's trying to scale it back. Um, I I don't necessarily, like, I think her reads are very strong. I think mm-hmm, she has absolutely. often had re- strong reads on the house. She's had a few off ones so far this season, but she has, it's not completely off. Like, she gets a couple things right still. Yeah. Um, and if, she's, if she is able to keep her cards close, closer this season than she has in the past, I really think she has the potential to go pretty far. And I just love seeing her. I don't know. She just entertains the fuck out of me. Yeah, she's a very entertaining person. I mean, uh, uh, for those who have seen the challenge, she performed very well on the challenge. I mean, we saw her actually compete. She was able, I didn't think she would be able to do a competition. I thought she'd be easy out, but she's a player. She is a competitor. Um, Hibiscus, what do you think? I think she, um, she could do really well again if she just keeps her mouth under control. That's That's only her downfall. That's like the only thing. I know she said it's going to be a different um, day this season, but we will see. Um, but yeah, like I saw a few clips of like the challenge and she's done well. So we know sh- her capabilities. Yeah. She could definitely win a challenge and she could definitely get herself, save herself that way. But it's just the mouth, you know, you say the wrong things to the wrong person. You're, that target will forever be on your, on Yeah. You. She's already making herself like jiffable. 
with the <laughs> Nicole Franzel moment where Nicole was like, I owe you everything. And she immediately did a take to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so why do you talk about that? I mean, we had, we thought we had um, a little nice friendship between Nicole and Davon and we, we got that busted open in the first, the second episode. What do you, how do you, how do you feel about that? I, ugh, I just wish she could like, not be so, I don't even know how to describe it. I wish she could just be like open more, but then I also understand because like Nicole like screwed her over like her season, but it's just like, to me, I felt when Nicole went up to her and was like, I want to change your life. I felt that that was genuine. Did that, Absolutely. Did that mean um, like Nicole was gonna like, you know, push Devon over herself? I don't know. But like if Nicole was in the jury and Javon was like final two, I think Nicole would vote for her just to like reciprocate that. Yeah. So I feel like Nicole saying, I want to change your life doesn't necessarily mean what Devon wants it to mean. And so she's like, oh, you're fake then. Because yeah. Unless you want to give me this game that then like I don't want your help basically is what I got from her. But I love Javon. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where, at least on the television program, Nicole said these things to her, and Davon said it to the cameras, not to another person. So she's keeping that internalized for now. Yeah, I definitely don't think she's showing outwardly, I don't want your help. I think she's absolutely going to be in on that help, but she's keeping a second eye on Nicole. Right. Acacia, any thoughts on Davon? I love her so much just seeing her just puts a smile on my face every time she's on the screen and I like wanted to put her like high up there and I like, want to have faith that she's going to keep her mouth shut and she did better the second season so hopefully the third season she'll do even better than that right but like I just don't have faith that she can keep her mouth shut and it's just and just like the fact like that Nicole interaction and the fact that she's like that camera take it's like it's like, yeah, like she did it out of the sight from Nicole this time, but I feel like it's just, I don't know. It's just, I feel like she just won't be able to do it. But both her and Bailey, it's like, I want to put them in like my top three so bad. But at the same time, it's like, just like keep it together. And like, it gets just going to be a, a struggle bus, I feel like. Yeah. Well, prediction wise, Andrew, that was your winner. It's your winner. I mean, it could just be wishful thinking. I I will fully admit that there is some personal bias of like who would I like to win and that's how I picked a winner um because there are some people I would like to win who I don't see as many pathways as Day has um <laughs> so like, now, like Day, that's a part of it your mouth shut and you you'll get further than like 11th place this time I exactly I also <laughs> like to imagine because I feel like if there was like this is something they said on um our hat where they were like if there was a winner's edit Devon just got it. Now I know we obviously can't do winners edits on right. <laughs> Big Brother, but I love to imagine a circle of life moment where Nicole is the deciding vote for her win. Yeah, that'd be very, very cool. We'll, we'll see what happens. Next, we have Danny Briones. Um, Big Brother 8, second place. Big Brother 13, 13 eighth place. She's 33. She's a stay-at-home mom. Uh, from Orange County, California. Um, I am very shocked that she and I are the same age, and that makes me feel a lot of things. Um, she is most known for her sordid relationship with her father, Evil Dick, being forced to play with him twice, and having a showmance in both her seasons. Post Big Brother, she married season 13 castmate Dominic. Hibiscus, how do you feel about Danny? 
I'm excited that she's actually has the opportunity to play. I um without her dad. Without her dad, so this is gonna be like a, like like Christmas. It's gonna be a new game for her, you know. So I'm excited to see what she can do. We, I know, like having kids and age, and I don't know if she'll be just as fierce in certain parts of the competition now, like most of them are. Yeah. Um, but I'm just excited to see her back. I don't like have much opinions on her, but I could see her definitely making it to the jury house. Okay. Okay. Keisha, how do you feel about Danny? I really don't give a shit about her. <laughs> I like, I didn't like her on either season. And like, I don't know, I didn't, I'm not excited to see her, but I'm trying to keep like an open mind, especially cause I could see like her and Janelle working together. And I'm trying to like, it's been a long time and she's not there with her dad and like, she's playing herself and stuff like that. She's not there with like a showman. So it's like, I'm like trying to keep an open mind, but I don't really care. Now, obviously, she's played twice where she had a showmance in both seasons. This season, I'm assuming she's not going to do a showmance, seeing that she is married with child. What What is her gameplay? How does she play Big Brother now? I have no idea, because if she plays anything like her latest season went after her dad left, then I feel like she will not go that far, because she kind of is like the single, like, reason why that alliance like sort of fell apart like they were she got bored she literally got bored yeah and so that makes me nervous because i think she's a great player with her dad and obviously he's not even associated with this season like whatsoever so i i think what she needs to do is i think she needs to lay low for a couple weeks and then just slowly climb up with her competition because like we know she can win a competition but i don't think she should gun for it from the beginning now, Andrew, we've seen on this past season of Survivor how being a parent played a big part in how people connected. Danny is coming into this game as a parent alongside a lot of people. Do you think that will affect how she portrays herself this season? Yeah, I mean, I think we're already seeing a mellower version of Danny than we've seen in the past. Like, I remember Danny as, like, a fiery personality who's, like, ready to fight hard and blah, blah, blah. And we definitely, she's been more laid back. I feel like she's just trying to, like, find her spot socially. And I do think that's a way for her to connect with people who also have kids. So, like, hopefully she can use that. Um, but I also, I, like, I kind of agree. I think the thing with her on on 13 was that, like, she had an alliance that probably could have taken her far and it's it's like there's something in her that wants to play with conflict. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that that comes back out again. You know, I worry that like sometime towards jury phase, she gets bored of whatever she's sitting in, even if she's comfortable and under the radar and puts a target on herself. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, I think it's she I was excited to see her in the cast because she was someone who I always had on an all star list because simply I wanted to see her play without her dad and finally get a chance to. Yeah not have that tie um and she does have a couple um outstanding relationships with some of the people in this cast apparently she does know nicole because she was invited to that proposal thing out of nowhere uh what was the last season two seasons ago whenever that was um so she knows the players she's very active in the community i think she knows how to play an all-star game but can she play with these players i don't think so yeah, it's That's a lot fair. of big names to be in a house with. 
Yeah. So it's almost, and I, I we've already seen several players just expressing general intimidation at the level of people that they are currently living right. with. Right. And that's what sucks about this season is like, you, if it was a cast of all all-stars, great game. If, if Keisha went out first because of that, fine, I get it. But we're going to lose some major names very early on simply because you don't want you if you're a baby and a, not someone who is a big name you're gonna want to get these name these legends out that's what happens um, when you do an imbalanced like returning player season yeah. if you have like 10 big people and 10 whoever's the whoever's are going to end up being the final 10 and you're naturally as a fan going to be bitter like it's not that you didn't want those whoever's to have a second chance at the game but they took out all your faves so right. i'm over you <laughs> like i was never ever a boogie fan will Absolutely. I, I loved Will. I loved what Will did for Boogie, but I never liked Boogie. And then Boogie wins All-Stars next to Erica, who shouldn't have been on the cast to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you, you, this is, it's very possible this is going to happen again. And it's unfortunate that Danny is going to most likely be a victim of that. That being said, I know we're going to get a battle back of some sort, and I hope we get someone back who's going to make a a change, but we'll see. No one had them, had Danny and her, their top three. So moving on to big brother, 21 legend, David Alexander. Um, He is 30 years old, a senior sales representative from Los Angeles, California. He is best known for being banished by camp director, Jackson, losing the hit the road competition, resulting in his eviction and losing the camp comeback competition. Acacia, why is David here? Uh, I'm sorry, who? Yeah. I was I was like I thought this was like a season where they were bringing back people, not putting new people in. I thought it was all returners. <laughs> I was really shocked to see him, but no, I like I, I was honestly shocked that he wasn't the first one like nominated. I feel like it's such an easy person to be like, like, based not like you don't deserve to be here, but like you don't really deserve to be here, and like an easy like don't really know you, don't really know your gameplay, like easy person to put up. So I and I'm trying, how do you not know who Keisha, Keisha is, but like you know who he is? <laughs> like, right. Well, I, I mean, I forgot that he was even in the house and didn't, like, that never crossed his mind. But I don't know. I thought that was like a really weird. I think what this highlights is how poorly the show has cast this show in 22 seasons where you needed a male black contestant and you had very limited people to choose from. Like you can go all the way back to season five with Marvin. Mm-hmm. You can go to 15 with Howard, but they're not all stars either. No. So like David is there because he's the last season. And then you're down to basically Ollie or Swaggy right. C. And Swaggy already said no. And if you put Swaggy and Bailey, then this season would have been a nightmare. Yep. Um, so like, it, it, it's unfortunate that because he seems like a really genuine, amazing human that the fans are just going to destroy him simply because this is an all-star season and he took a spot from an actual all-star. That being said, he's never been voted out kind of like the winners. So it, it, it'll be very interesting to see how David plays. What do you think, Aussie? Yeah, I think um, alongside Christmas, he's like a definite wild card because he, he, he's never played 
ultimately. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he got lucky getting casted on All-Stars. Yeah, Andrew, do you think he and Nicole Anthony will team up, or do you think Nicole Anthony knows that she needs to just do her own thing? Yeah, I think she's already doing her own thing. I don't think that that is a a team-up that is set in stone for any reason, and I don't think there's a reason for her to go with that, and I think she at least is smarter than that. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what he's necessarily doing here. Like, I'm not... I have to say I'm not surprised because the whole talk about his reads while he was in camp comeback and how what a good finger on the pulse he had of the social game of the house like okay and so there was half of me that was like he's gonna be on this isn't he and then he was so but I I don't need him here right now yeah like, save not. save him for a 23 when it's a new cast and the most gameplay that I feel like I've seen from him is he's trying to downplay how much he knows the game or what he knows about the game but he's not even doing it subtly like he pretended to not know what a veto was and I'm like dude you were here for vetoes last year get right. out <laughs> you were there for four weeks just not- <laughs> right and the reality is like there are fan favorites who were the first boots of like jody and glenn and cameron like those are the people that i would have taken that should have, should have taken a spot so what do you think david needs to do hibiscus in order to make it to the end he needs to talk to the right person like like right people like i would say Talk up to Cody. Talk up to someone who will actually win competitions, one, um, physically. Because he was very observant and, like, you know, with seeing how all the social games were being played in his season. I think that's the only thing he really did to prove that he has what it takes to play the game um, because he didn't do any competition. So, right. And right now he doesn't seem like he's talking to anyone. I haven't seen any of the live feeds, so I'm not sure if he is. Um but like that's your downfall, and yes, I don't know why. I, I thought Cody was gonna put him up after he, Kevin had to talk with him. <laughs> he mostly just has the same conversations over and over with people so far. Like he talks a lot about his smoothies. Really loves to talk about his smoothies. <laughs> Who doesn't love a smoothie? Is it, is it a slop smoothie? Uh, not yet. <laughs> no, so that must um, if he wants to go far, which I don't think he will. Too, I think he's gonna be like. If anything, he's going to be the pawn of the season. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. And again, we have not seen him play. We don't – that – those camp comeback challenges were weird. Um, they, I, they're they not the typical head of household or veto competition. So we don't really know how he's going to fully play out. He's going to – I think he needs to rely on his social game and hope he finds cool. the right people. Yeah. And none of us predicted him in a top three. So moving on from Big Brother 12, the third place finisher, Enzo Palumbo, 42, an insurance adjuster for Bayonne, New Jersey. He is most known for being a member of the brigade, being known as the Meow Meow, and post Big Brother, he's on Big Brother All-Stars. <laughs> um, um, he got divorced, Mike. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, and he still lives in Jersey with his mom and a the downstairs or upstairs, whatever. Yeah. Um, Austin, how do you feel about Enzo? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, he, he thinks he is the greatest big brother player. It's like, crazy. Ever. And he, I think he's won one competition. Like, right? He won Otev, I think. Yeah, he, he was, he was like someone who was dra- kind of dragged in his alliance to the end. Yeah. And then he like, Kind of credits himself with like starting like the alliance which if if you need credit for that but um 
Yeah, I predicted him in top three because I think people are just going to – I think they're going to take him along. I don't think he's going to get there because he's a good, like, player. I think it's just going to be a repeat of this season. Now, Andrew, obviously the brigade, it's not going to happen again. Like, that, that, that it was so well done to the point where people predict that the brigade is going to happen every season. So right. the brigade's over. And there are no um, female pawns to drag along. Enzo has a decent social game, but what does he need to do to make it far? Um, I think he needs, I think for him, he's going to actually have to, like he will not be able to float on his social game this whole season and, and win. I think he's just, I honestly just think he's going to make it far. I think he's doing what he needs to do to make it far right now based on what I've seen. He's like keeping himself pretty mellow socially. He's not being like super committal to anybody, but he's giving them enough that they're all comfortable with him. And like of the older school players, quote unquote, he's been a little less confrontational and isolatory so far. Sure. Um, which is, I think, going to be the downfall fall of some of these old school players. So, you know, I think he's probably going to go decently far. If he wants to win, he's going to need to actually have moves that he can clearly claim credit for, and he's going to need to know the timing for those moves. And we haven't seen whether he alone can do any of that. So. I agree. Hi, Riscus. How do you feel about the Meow Meow? Uh, like, I, 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 like, I, like, I think he will make it pretty far, at least halfway. But I, I'm not a big fan of him, or I'm not expecting great things. So I'll let him surprise me this season. Like, I'm not seeing him being, like, winning a lot of competitions. Socially, I could see him doing well, but I don't know. Like, people will catch on, I think. It's, most of these, um, the cast are, like, players who are there to play the game. And sometimes I think he's just, I don't know if he's there to really play or just float on. Sure. Now, Keisha, we saw in the episode that, Enzo and Cody have this New Jersey bond. How far is it actually going to get the two of them? Um, I think, so I, to me, Enzo seems like, he reminds me a lot of Boogie because they both wear bad hats and they both ride <laughs> on other players to the end. And I think he's like super loyal. And so, <laughs> and he's like super loyal. And, and I think that's like why he made it so far in his season. And I think, I could see him um, and Cody doing that. And like, he's just gonna like hitch himself onto him and just ride him out until um, the end as, as we all would wanna do is hitch a ride, <laughs> ride him out. Yeah. Well, we had predictions from Andrew at second place and Aussie at third place for Enzo. I mean, it's very likely impossible that Enzo could Float or get a life best and make it to the end. Um, very um, coincidental if that is a thing. But Yeah, I also I, think that if the Enzo-Cody connection plays out, I think that's significantly more beneficial to Enzo than it is to Cody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think Enzo knows that. Enzo is very, very, very well aware. Um, yep. Because Enzo, he could win a challenge, maybe. Who knows? Cody will win a challenge, and Cody's loyal, and Cody will save Enzo. So yeah. we'll see how that plays. <clears throat> Moving on to... Big Brother 14's winner, Ian Terry. He is 29 years old, does not look 29 at all. Um, oh, when he came on the screen, I was like, who is that? Um, he is a management consultant. He is from Houston, Texas. He is most known for 
creating the Quack Pack with Dan, Danielle, Brittany, and Shane, orchestrating Boogie's Eviction, and beating Dan in the final two. Post Big Brother, he competed in Reality Game Masters alongside Matt Hoffman and Eric Stein, both of whom should be all-stars, and he competed on the Big Brother Place is Right. I never really loved Ian, mostly because I was enamored with Dan Giesling, and anyone who was a threat to Dan Giesling winning the game, I was not thrilled by. But Ian is a very good player, and Ian got fucked over by Casey and Josh not being here. Like, this is the worst possibility for him, this cast. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, um, I still think he has a, a chance, um, but only having Franzel as the other winner there is really makes his target that much more exposed is the yeah. problem. Because of winners, Ian is the one I see being able to pull back and play under the radar the best. If he has multiple winners to kind of hide behind, like he can just chill, he can be social, he can play up his awkward things, he can like just be kind of that innocent, cute little kid. Because while he may like look aged, he also still has the face of a 12 year old. So like, you <laughs> right. know, it's that weird <laughs> combo. And I will say like, even just this first week, on feeds we've seen him like excelling socially he's been connecting with a lot of people in very genuine ways he's uh he's talked about um being on the spectrum of autism and like blah 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 and is using that to connect with people which is um, i think a good thing i think the more vulnerable and open he can be the farther he can work his way into this and make people kind of forget yeah. about that winner status he does have the advantage of like he beat dan and that makes him a threat but there are a certain number of people who kind of discredited that to a bitter jury. Sure. <clears throat> so, I mean, I mean we'll that, that, that jury was <laughs> very bitter. Uh, Brittany Haynes specifically said Dan would lose to a bottle of ketchup. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let, let's talk about this connection in season 14. Hibiscus, do we know if there is a relationship between Janelle and Ian at all? And are they even going to re remember that they played in the same season? I don't, I don't know because I don't I don't see Janelle even trying to talk to Ian and I think like um, and I think like Andrew said that he's really staying low right now he's not trying to make him like you know he's not trying to make a scene or trying to be seen because I think he knows there is a target on his back and in order to like kind of minimize that target it's like just don't say anything or don't do anything crazy and just be friends with everyone right now because we know he could you know he's he has a good social game but he can also win competitions. Yeah. And he is smart, and I could be your Asian girlfriend, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you excited for Ian? Um, no, not really. I, I mean, he was, like, good on his season, and I was happy he won, and he, like, did really good, but I don't know. I feel like he's just kind of filler. filler. That's fair. Austin, do you think there is any chance Ian can be the first two-time winner of Big Brother? No. I... I in his like entrance interview, he was like, I'm going to lay low for the first few weeks. And then like in the most recent episode, he's like, I wanted to win that HOH. And I'm like, you got to pick something. Like you can't let low and win the first HOH. <laughs> um, but also I feel like it's impossible for him to lay low because everyone knows he can win a competition. Because yeah. he won like four HOHs in a row. Like, well, four eligible HOHs that he could win, like in a row. Like, you can't lay low after that reputation. But what yeah. I am like, what baffles me so much is that 
he won, yet people are still focused on getting people out that have come close to winning. Right. I think that's his strength. I think that is to his favor. I don't know. I mean, like the 4-HOHs thing is not one of the things I remember immediately about Ian, and I think he can use that because I don't think everybody remembers that he won that many comps. Which is kind of tragic because he's a threat. And, like, and, that's, and that's, I don't think it's tragic for him at all if he gets far. I, mean, that's, that's, I think that's a strength. It's like you, you remember he's a winner, but you kind of don't remember what he did. Yeah, because yeah. Dan was so much more flashy in that season that you remember yes. Dan's moves. You don't remember oh. Ian's moves, but Ian made moves. Yeah. And I think that's a strength on his part. It's an interesting like phenomenon with people like him because who was the other one? Um, Steve. That his yeah. Name? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they're like the like the weird, quirky, smart ones. And everyone like could see like like in the season like they always like have commentary on like oh like they're so smart like they have like so much intelligence whatever but then yet they don't ever try to get them out and then they next thing you know like they win and then like they see him again and like oh that's right he was really smart he did really well he knows what he's doing but yet then they still be like oh but he's like cute he's not a threat and it's like it's it's so weird because like, you'd see it but then they just like ignore it yeah well, I think I think the reason why no one sees him as the nerd threat right now is because he walked into the house without glasses on. Mm. And I don't know what it is about this show. And if you wear glasses as a nerd, you are automatically a target. He didn't do it this time. So maybe <laughs> his contacts are going to save him. He knew. We he knew. <laughs> I will basically say, like, if he if he can play under the radar for the first few weeks and if other people will start drama that he can stay out of, that's how he can blend in and go far. Yeah. Well, prediction-wise, Andrew has him at third place and Hibiscus has him at third place. Yeah, so. I see a world in which he like gets towards the end, but then like at final HOH, they're like, oh fuck, we let Ian get here? No, no, no. That's <laughs> Right, because it's, one of, those, it's one of those situations where it's like, if, you, if he's in the final two, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll give him the money again. Why not? Mm-hmm. And that should have been what happened to Dan, but Dan fucked up so badly with the last <laughs> moments of the social game. So, Ian is very lucky to be here, I think. Next up, from Big Brother 6, the third place finisher, the Big Brother 7, third place finisher, Big Brother 14, 12th place finisher, it's Janelle. She is 40 years old. She is a real estate agent from Minneapolis, Minnesota. She is most known for being the first America's favorite house guest, being an ultimate challenge beast, and one of the best players to never win the game. Post Big Brother, she competed on Big Brother Price is Right, losing to Will Kirby, appeared on The Amazing Race 31 with her partner Brittany Haynes, alongside Rachel Riley, Alyssa Slater, Victor Arroyo, and all-star housemate Nicole Franzol. Um, Andrew, kick us off with Janelle. Ugh. Uh, honestly, petition to protect Janelle and just let her win. Like, I just love her so much. Me too. I'm so afraid for her. I'm afraid in in many regards. I'm afraid because of her threat status. Like, people are already talking about Cody was already trying to come for her. Um, and I'm afraid because she and Kaser both played the safety suite this week, so they can't do it anymore. So they need to start winning some HOHs. The, the concern I have with Janelle is that besides 14, where she didn't end up actually going all that deep, every season she's played on, it has been very, here's this alliance versus this alliance. Conflict, we're clear about who our alliances are, and the power's going to bounce back and forth between them, basically. 
And I don't know that she's going to be able to get in a big enough alliance to make up an entire side of the house this season. Mm. So she needs to find footing in with more than half the house somehow. And I'm scared. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's it's not like she doesn't have relationships with a lot of people in this right. past. She just needs to make those relationships come together and be like, we all are connected this way. Let's all be friends. And oh look, we're the majority thinks let's move forward. Yeah. She needs to she needs to either play with groupthink and get just a majority of people connected to her and play up that like, oh, we're all just going with what the house wants. Or she needs to play up herself as a shield strategy. Yeah. Those are, I think, the two best moves that she can make. And I haven't quite seen her start on either one yet. And I'm like, oh, Janelle. <laughs> Hibiscus, what is it about Janelle that is such a big target? Um, She just is just a smart player. But I think, like, coming from her last season, like, not doing so well and not being, like, the Janelle we know she could be, I hope people remember that more. So, you know, they, they don't go after her. But clearly they don't. Like, so I think someone, like... Cody will always go after Janelle and even like Christmas will probably go after Janelle because you know I, I just yeah like please protect her because I she is but she, I have her on my third I believe um you had her in second place on oh, my second place because I feel like she's gonna always be that person that gets so close but never win like she I would literally like, shit everywhere if she gets to the final two and loses <laughs> like listen uh but like yeah she just needs to I, I hate to say it, but probably like her and Kesar just needs to kind of work together and find a third person to kind of, that's like unexpected to be like their person to get far. Acacia, why do we love Janelle? <laughs> well, Janelle is the Lord that I pray to. And she, oh, I just, I just like want to cry every time I think about her. Cause I like love her so much. And she just is like, it's, there's something about her like charm and like you can just look at her like the way she interacts with people and know that she has like no bias towards people no like hate towards people and like she just exudes so much love and then she just and then she gets in there and then it's just like a powerhouse and then she's pretty and then it's just like all this stuff and it's just like she is literally like god and it's like amazing and Going into this, like, I know, like, everyone's going to target her, and I just, like, I, I, you could see she knew that people were going to come after her and case her, and you could see her, like, kind of pushing him off, and she, like, even said, like, I know people are going to know we're going to, like, work together, so, like, I need to, like, not be associated with him, but then, like, when it came to, like, the power, instantly they were, like, talking about it and, like, saving each other, and it's, like, okay, well, like, now that's kind of, like, ruined, so now everyone knows that you're working together. So that was like really like a bummer to see her like show her hand like so yeah. um i mean i will i if, if you didn't see my um instagram i have met janelle in person um i got to meet her at a amazing race viewing party that she and britney were both at i will uh, say of the two of them britney was the more approachable one and would talk about big brother um <laughs> britney did say it when we because we did drill her we're like would you do the show again she said only if it was a shortened season so I'm assuming this is going to be a long season if she's, because she wants to play. She loves this game so much. Yeah. And we asked Janelle the same question. Janelle was like, yeah, I'll play. I'll do it. I'm here for it. <laughs> she knows it. She knows that she is 
one of the best players to never win. And let's be real, there's a survivor player who it took four times to finally win. Is she going to be the Rob Mariano? Is no, she going to be the Rob Mariano or is she going to be the Sari Fields? Is she, I think she's going to be Sari Fields, which is very, very, very sad. I feel like this um, like built for her to win. And I feel like production is really going to push to give her the opportunity to win. I hope so. Oh, she's going to have as many. Like, the comeback is going to be in place. The safety suite is in place. Like, there's going to be twists that she should try to use there's as one her thing, footing. There's <laughs> one thing that the producers need to do to ensure Janelle is safe. And that's an audience vote. Uh-huh. Literally. I'm, I'm not even joking. Oh, it's true. Some sort of audience vote. We all love Janelle that we are going to save Janelle. There's oh, no God. way she would lose anything the audience got to vote on. That is Everdeen. Yeah. <laughs> this week, it's the, it's the Janelle twist. And the, no matter who wins the competition, Janelle is safe. <laughs> yeah. um, now, Ostie, she does have some connections through people, either through playing with them on Big Brother or playing with them um, on The Amazing Race and just being a part of the Big Brother community. Do you think she is well insulated with people or do you think she needs to make sure those connections that she doesn't have are even stronger than the ones she does have? I think she needs to strengthen the connections that she like that are barely there or that she doesn't have um, because those are the people that are going to come after her. The people that yeah. like her and love her, they're not I feel like they're not going to go after her at least this early on and i feel like it's super important for her to build relationships with people that she doesn't know like i think if 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 she were to like have a um super fan meeting with tyler and nicole anthony the two of them would be so enamored that they would be like i don't want to ever get rid of janelle so I, i think you're right i think she needs to make everyone remember why she is one of the best players to ever be out of this franchise. I agree. It's weird to say, but I think Memphis might be the voice for the older cast members. Because talking to Cody, he was like, you know, Janelle and Kaser, they're like powerhouses. I don't trust them yet, but like, I don't think I should not trust them like right now, you know? So like, I think he could really be a voice of reason for like, the other like younger side yeah i mean i really really thought like that that quartet would have been a powerhouse in the house of memphis um keisha janelle and kaser and then the four of them would be able to bring in whoever they want i really thought that was what was going to happen but i think cody just really just has an ego and fucked himself over i think memphis has the ability to be the seed planter for that quartet if he would just do it but he hasn't gotten the balls to actually go hard on it yet and and as uh, as i mentioned janelle really was one of the biggest players um for the franchise because there were so many people of her archetype that were cast afterwards and you have danny on the season and you have keisha on the season who are direct janelle personas um so i think janelle's presence is very very strong and we'll see how she plays and i think we all will be heartbroken if if she goes out early oh yes like goes out early i will (laughs) but she's always like going to be like oh my yeah. Yeah. And um, and the the thing is she's never played from she's never been in the jury house phase. Right. We've never seen her in right. the jury house. She's been in the jury. She's never been in the jury house. And I think if she were to be in the jury house, she will decide who wins. Oh, she'll have a lot of persuasion in there. She <laughs> she to me is very much like it's the same I'm coming into this season with her very much with the same approach that I did with Parvity 
in Winners at War. They are my queen. They are a winner in my heart. I have no expectations of the winning the season. Please protect them till jury. <laughs> yeah. Well, prediction-wise, Austi, first place. Acacia, second place. Hibiscus, second place. Me, third place. We all want Janelle to do well, except for Andrew, apparently. I um, want it so bad. I just don't believe in it because it's 2020 and nothing's been good. I really is, want it to be like a women's season, but I don't know. It's like I know. I'm worried that the men are doing better right now. I, I, the one relationship that I'm very confused by is the one with her and Nicole. Um, because Pranzel? they did not, yeah, they did not immediately like hug, and, and it was one of those after the moment. Um, oh, hi, good to see you. Maybe they're not yeah. on good terms. Franzel also historically just likes to blow up strong women's games, so I mean, I think Janelle's first move needs to be getting Franzel out. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. It's what up, Kaser? It is Kaserita from uh, Big Brother Six, where he placed tenth place, and Big Brother Seven, where he placed tenth place. He is 39 years old, a biotech executive from Irvine, California. He is most known for leading the Sovereign Six, giving up his HOH to Jennifer, who betrayed him, and losing to Janelle twice after poor gameplay on his end. Post Big Brother, he got older um, and has a kid, and now he's on All-Stars again. Hibiscus, kick us off. He just, uh, one thing I noticed is he just looks tired. In his he looks control. very tired. <laughs> he looks very tired. So it's like all this scheming is probably getting to him. Um, yeah, he, I think he is a threat. He definitely like, you know, he reads people very well. And I think that's a strength on his part. And I think that he's going to be one of the, he's going to be like a Janelle where they're going to try to get him out as soon as they can too, which is sad because I think he has the potential to go further. Yeah. Um, and actually make it far in the jury house. Um, but I don't think he might, might not. I don't think he might make it to the jury house this time around. That's just my personal opinion, because he's gonna. They're gonna get him out. Yeah, I mean, in case you didn't watch it live, but with Big Brother Six and Big Brother Seven, the fan community loved Kaser. Like Kaser was going to be the greatest player that ever played Big Brother. He was going to win, and his game blew up twice because he just couldn't seal the deal, and he was too big of a threat. How can he minimize his threat this season? I feel like it's great that he's on this season because I think like there's a lot of other threats in the house that hopefully like they see other people as a threat more. And I do like, I, like you could see in the conversation he had with David, he's kind of like testing out to see, because he knows that it's a different game now. Yeah. You see him kind of testing the waters with the players of like, are you a threat by, because like, are you here because like you play the game or are you here because of like the fame and like, right and like so he's like kind of testing to see like how people play it because he knows how like him and Janelle and Memphis and people like older from older seasons play the game so I really liked seeing that but yeah I think he's gonna be middle of the road and people are That's gonna the threat and get him out in the middle. Austin are you excited for Kaser to be on the show? I am I really hope he at least makes jury I don't think I can see him winning um but I don't understand where like this image of him being a powerhouse like really came from i think he's won like what three competitions over two seasons and I like mean, his his powerhouse was because all of the hype surrounded by him and i and because he was really a, one of the very first strategic players of the series and that was something very new at the time for big brother six um so i think that's why he is so praised and loved 
But I mean, the reality is he bombs. He bombs pretty hard. And I, I love him. Like as a player, I think he's great. I don't understand why people go after him, especially because like he's done poorly on like both of his seasons and now they're still wanting him out for He's something. smart. That's the He's smart. Yeah. But like Ian is smarter and Ian won. You know, yeah, like, but Ian doesn't wear his smarts on his sleeve. He plays it under something else. Kaser doesn't quite know how to hide it. But yeah. he did his first season, and you can't hide that your second season. Sure. So, yeah, like, it's, it's very interesting. Kaser's in, like, a weird spot. I think the problem with Kaser is when he wants to fight, he puts on the full... Like if he's if he feels like Big Brother is a wrestling match, he dons the singlet immediately. Like he wears the outfit straight up, and so it's like everyone sees the Caser is fighting. Everyone sees that he's coming for it hard. That's I think been his weakness. He basically positioned himself where he made himself an openly visible power player of his big alliances that he was in. So he's going to be the one that people are coming after as a target in that big alliance because they saw the Alliance as a threat and he was a leader. He was something tying it together. And I think he's kind of doing it again. I honestly think he could have stayed back under Janelle. Like he could have been the like, okay, we're gonna be viewed as the power duo no matter what, but I'm gonna let her take the fall. And then maybe once she's gone, I can find a way to move forward from there. And if he can find a way to do that, like maybe he goes far at the expense of Janelle, which I hate. I would love them both to go far, but like, I don't know if he is doing that. And it could be more of a thing where like the two of them get put up on the block together. And if Janelle guns for the veto and manages to win it, he is collateral again. Like, I don't know. I mean, he is the kind of person who, when you have a conversation with him, it's genuine, but he's also testing you at the same time. Mm -hmm. And people know that. And I think there are a lot of people who are going to read into Kaser being on all the time and i worry that his social game with this group uh, being finally the older person of the cast i don't see him doing well with like i don't see him forming a relationship with tyler like what are they going to talk about yeah he's a quintessential tech person like he's analytical he comes across as analytical he's the it's not that he can't just yeah he is he literally is and that's why yulquan is viewed as an intelligent threat so he's not able to disguise it but I do just want to put on record that, like, he can still get it. Really? Absolutely. 100%. Where, where is he that's, my, my, that's my daddy thing. Yep, I'm in. Let's go. A bald, I mean, caser, yeah. bald caser from All-Stars 1 can most get it. When yes. he shaved his head, mm, but still, he can still get it. Uh, I'm, not mad at, I'm not mad at it. If he was, like, my, um, like, you know, if we were in a cab together, I'd be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> If he and Cody walked into my room together and both took off their clothes, I'd touch them both. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, Casey. I'll keep um, the wig on for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be de- very, very interesting. Um, obviously, when he first played, um, him being Muslim was a big part of his storyline. I don't think it's going to be that um, much played out this season. No. But um, I think he's a good person to bring back. I've never thought I'd ever see him on my screen again. Um, and we all pred- predicted that he's not going to be top three. So, Speaking of people who I never, ever, ever thought I would see on my Big Brother cast, I am so excited to see Big Brother 10's fourth place finisher, Keisha Smith. 
She is 42. She is a waitress from Los, Al Los Angeles, California. She is most known for her close friendship with Memphis, being betrayed by Dan in the Final Four, and having the most iconic birthday party ever. <laughs> Post Big Brother, she's my everything and I love her and I am just heartbroken right now about how things are playing out because this is not how things should be. But it is 2020, so... Acacia, talk about about Makisha. Um, first of all, again, how dare anyone say who is she? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, I like really hope she goes far. I really like her. I think she's fun, but I also don't really see her making that many great moves. I see her playing like a decent social game, but I think I honestly think she's just gonna be like middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, again, people change in 10 years. She was 30 years old. She was still young, feisty person. Now she's a mother. Will that affect how she plays, Austin? I really do um, think that will affect how she plays because, I mean, anything really could happen. Like, her fate is not sealed yet. And I honestly think I could see people voting against Kevin instead of her. And, and plus, like, the veto hasn't been played and things like that. So, like, there's still, like, time. And I can still honestly see a blindside happening for someone else in the house. But um, I, we kind of saw this, like, on All Stars 1 with Allison. I don't know if she had um, a kid, like, in the time she was off. No. But she matured greatly. And someone but that... She was, she was also hated by most of the cast because of um, yeah. outside of relationships. But, like which ultimately got her evicted. But, um, like, I feel like with maturity comes, like, a different gameplay. And yeah. so I feel like she, like, you know, could potentially, like, level up as a player. But I honestly, if she makes it past week one, I think I see her being, like, an Erica in All-Stars 1. It's possible. Now, Andrew, she lives in Los Angeles. Um, she apparently knows Davon because there are a lot of pictures of her and Davon like hugging and being friendly what how can she remain this week what does she need to do and what relationships does she need to pull over on her side so she needs to do more step one based on what I've seen on feeds so far I need her to try a little harder I don't know if she she's needs, terrified she's just kind of sitting back and like in a world where Kevin overplays himself out, it could work, but he hasn't quite gone far enough that I'm convinced that's gonna happen. Right. So I think she needs to, I think, cause she's also sort of just been hanging out with the same people. She's been spending a lot of time with like Janelle and Kayser. She's been spending a lot of, you know what I mean? She's not yeah. branching out and being completely a social butterfly and actually taking the time to connect with everybody. Um, I think like, I think, you know, keep an eye on Kevin if Kevin lets his paranoia get the best of him, which he has so shown flashes of this week. That could work. Um, I think she needs to be pushing Memphis to advocate for her, to her like for her to Cody more. Because if, if they could sway Cody's opinion, I think he's sort of said he's a little neutral about who goes this week, at least from what we've seen. So like if Memphis could plant seeds about how Kevin would be threatening down the line and da 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 or whatever it may be that they choose to go with, yeah. I just think she needs to be, I don't think she needs to be campaigning because you don't want to come across too strong week one and like screw yourself down the line, but she needs to be doing enough to stay right now. 
Now, Hibiscus, we, we saw a little bit of um, Nicole being like, oh, I like Keisha. I don't know what their relationship is outside of the house. And then we saw um, Nicole basically being like, ah, well, I can get put Keisha up. That's fine. Is Nicole the per- is Nicole the Cody Whisperer in this moment? Like, how does Keisha stay? Um, like you said, like I, she knows Davon, and Davon has a good social game. So I like, and also she's been hanging out with Janelle and Kesar. I think they just need to like campaign for her because I mean, as much as I like Kevin, because he's like you know the token gay guy this um, season, but I would prefer Keisha to stay. I I, I think we all uh, would, and I, that's I think, what's so you know, heartbreaking. And that is, and I I like. She, I think if she plays this veto and like puts it all, she'll she can win. She can definitely win. Because if she is being seen as this neutral, we don't really know Keisha. Who is she? And, but she does have some relationships. All she needs to do is get Kaser and Janelle. That's two. She has Memphis. That's three. Get Davon to then pull in Bailey, Bailey. who will probably she- put, pull in David, and then you have Nicole you might have your numbers there. That's, yeah, she just needs to actually be socialized, socializing right now and talk to these people because, you know, that... Or she also needs to play the don't you remember who I am and remember that I had an iconic birthday and I didn't get to celebrate my birthday with you? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, is it possible that if the show started a week earlier and she did get to have her birthday in oh the house, that, would that have saved her? I think it may have because <laughs> it, it would have brought in like a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, so I'm really nervous for Keisha. Like, I kind of got upset last night and started crying. I was like, I can't believe it took me this long to get Keisha back on Big Brother, and we're going to lose her immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah her fate is not sealed yet, like Austin said. It's true. No. It's yeah. true. And I also think, I think you're right. I think day is the key to her survival in a lot of ways, because they clearly are close, and I've seen them have one-on-one moments together where it could be that, but I've also seen Day have one-on-one moments with Kevin, so I think, like, I don't even know if Day is decided between them. Right. All right, well, we just mentioned him. Let's talk about Kevin Campbell from Big Brother 11, third place. Uh, He is 40 years old, an ad agency executive living in Chula Vista, California. He is most known for being a member of the Offbeats clique and being the first openly gay male to reach the final three. Post Big Brother, he apparently is a not a drag queen, but a drag queen named Anita Vito. Um, Aussie, kick us off with Kevin. Um, I think he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's about it. This, like, Big Brother 11 was the Jeff and Jordan show. That's literally all that was. And then you had Jesse come back, and it was just so nasty that i hated how the people on that season treated each other and you know what i blame the producers by putting it into the clicks because it just perpetrated all of those emotions and feelings mm-hmm. kevin was fine but again i think he's on here as a quota filler he is the gay quota and he is not nearly the best gay player to be on this show i'd rather have um, him than frankie I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. But why is Andy not here? Why is Andy not here? Andy, no. No. Uh, but, okay. All right, no, all right, all right. I, I feel like Andy could prove his win <laughs> if he was here. Right. I think Andy is, was on one of the worst seasons in the producer's eyes, and that's why we'll never see Andy. Um, but, Andrew, like, what is Kevin's goal to make it past this week? Uh, I... Uh... I don't know. 
I haven't thought much about Kevin because it's been him or Keisha and I am putting all my energy into Keisha with it. Yeah, like Kevin, I, I feel like, like I watched Big Brother 11 and I know that a lot of people were like, he played really well, but I couldn't really tell you what he did. He, like, I couldn't I just take don't, your game move. No, Big Brother 11 doesn't, didn't do anything for me. It was like, by the time I was at the final seven or six, I was like, I'm not rooting for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think, I mean, I think he, I honestly think that the house is leaning towards evicting Keisha right now. And so he needs to basically just shut up and lay low and let it happen. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't want him to go far. <laughs> I don't yeah. want him to go far. I mean, I don't mind him going far, but I don't want him to go far if it's at the expense of losing Keisha. Yeah. Um, hi, Biscuits. Do you have any tips for um, Miss Anita Vito? Oh, gosh. Um, listen, I always tell myself this, though. If I, like, if I ever get to choose, if I had an opportunity to be on Drag Race or Big Brother, I would choose Big Brother any day. Um, that's just my opinion. But no, I, yeah, a lot of tips, girl. I'm, I'm glad I don't live in California. That's how they dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, it, I think it was just for the, for the B-roll moment, but oh, my no, God. It was the, no, he, but he's basically wearing those clothes still in the house. <laughs> I was so salty seeing that. <laughs> oh, salty, because, like, I auditioned, and I, like, introduced, like, my drag persona, and then he's like, I'm Miss Anita Vito, and I was just like, like, you could have had so many other people. Next time, introduce yourself as Zing Bottom or something. Yeah. <laughs> Zing Bottom. Listen, no, we, yeah. could, we, we could have had Seraphim on um, Big Brother. She auditioned too. Yeah. Could have. Yeah. Um, Acacia, how do you feel about Kevin? Um, again, he's filling a quota, and <laughs> I, I was really surprised to see him on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it was really smart the way he approached Cody with like emotion, and I feel like that was definitely like a game move because he even said like I haven't talked to him and like I know that that's like bad, and I feel like he didn't at that point know how to approach him, so he kind of just went in with like the emotion thing to kind of like make up for that, and so I feel like that's really what he needs to do to like stay is play up the emotion and like make people feel bad for him. Do we think he is going to be the crybaby of the season? Mm. Is that going to be the edit? I can see that. I think him and Nicole Franzel will compete for it. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> like, don't, yeah, don't forget Nicole. <laughs> well, none of us predicted Kevin in a top three. So we'll see how Kevin does. And honestly, I will sacrifice a gay to keep Keisha. I think we all are the same I think the most of the gay community online has already made that statement. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving ahead to the runner-up from Big Brother 10, it is Memphis Garrett. Uh, he is 37, a restaurateur from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He is most known for being a member of the Renegades with Dan, but ultimately losing to him and being the first of four finalists to receive zero jury votes. Um, Post-Big Brother, he was a groomsman at Dan's wedding, so he still is friends with Dan. I was very shocked and surprised to see Memphis because I didn't think that was someone the show would ever want to put back because he was so mediocre next to Dan. I think this is a redemption season for Memphis, but I don't think he's going to redeem himself. Andrew, what do you feel? Yeah, um, I think he, I think he like Enzo, is one of the old schoolers who has done better 
at bridging the gap between old school and new school, whereas the others are sort of isolating themselves a little bit more. But like, yeah, he's another one. I didn't expect him back. I didn't see it coming at all. I don't necessarily know that I needed to see him again. It's not like I'm mad to see him again. I get where he could be deserving to be on an all-star season, at least, unlike some people. But, like, I don't know. I, I will be – I will just state that, like, if he is the old schooler that goes the farthest and outlasts Janelle and Kaser and Danny and Keisha, I'm going to be bitter about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, obviously, there were the rumors that um, Derek and Dan were going to be on the season. They're not. Um, now we have Cody and Memphis. Do you think, Hibiscus, that they are the fillers for those two? To be like, yeah. you could have th- – these are your Wish.com versions. No, absolutely. Like, you know, it came right from China. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it would, I would prefer um, having Derek and Dan. But, listen, I think they – I think – Memphis is there for, you know, to make sure Cody gets a little further so they can kind of compare those two. So I think I'm, I'm glad that he's there for that reason. Cause I, I mean, and want- Julie Chen literally did it to the two of them on that stage. I was like, Julie, you just influenced the game. Yes. With like the two other people that's next to them. Um, but yeah, no, I think I'm glad Memphis is there for that reason. Cause I do want between the two, you know, Cody Memphis, I prefer Cody to go further. Um, but yes, I would be upset if, Memphis would go further than most of the old timers, but he might because he has a better social game and knows how to talk to people. Like he's doing it right now. How do you feel about Memphis, Acacia? Um, I feel like he had a major glow up and I guess he did. I feel like that's what he needed to prove to America and walked in and he should have just sent in a photo shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he walked in, he did that. And, um, I think he, I think he did what he came to do. And I, I really, I do like how he, like Austin said, how he's like, um, like bridging the gap between like, um, like advocating for like the older player, like older season players. And um, so I like that and I appreciate that, but I feel like he's not going to do much else. Yeah. Like an, an alliance filler. Yeah. I mean, he is a restaurateur. Boogie was a restaurateur when he won. Do, Austin, do you think there's any chance for Memphis to win? uh when i don't know but i feel like the waitress's only hope is in the restaurant tour um, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah that's tea that's i'm full obsessed tea. i yeah, i don't know i think i can see him advocating for um isha to stay but also i'm just kind of like neutral about him yeah i'm not upset that i saw him or that he's on the season but i'm not particularly like yeah, I mean, I, I rewatched Keisha's birthday last night, and I was like, I would take a season 10 redo. I would take almost that entire cast. Like, yeah, they were it was all incredible. Excellent cast. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I think that's probably my top three seasons. Yeah, I'll say Memphis has a non-zero chance to win. I don't think he's at the top of my list, but he could do it. It's not impossible. Yeah. Well, none of us have him in the top three, so moving on. We have, from last season, Big Brother 21, the third place finisher, Nicole Anthony. She is 25. She is a podcast host. She is from Long Island, New York. She is most known for a winning fan favorite and being one of the few decent humans on a pretty despicable season. Post Big Brother, she's a podcast host, which means, can I claim this is a legitimate job now? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, Andrew, kick us off with Nicole Anthony. Uh, um. 
I love Nicole. I loved her last season. She was my child. I wanted to keep her safe. I wanted her to win. I mean, mostly because everybody else on the season was racist and bigoted and terrible bullies. And so <laughs> slim pickings, to be fair. Right. <laughs> but also, like, in, a, in all of that, she remained a bright, shining light. And towards the end, she got, like, a fire in her and finally won some competitions. I feel right. like she took a very long time to find her footing struggled early on and just seemed like essentially she was going to be a floater that stayed in as long as they needed her to but then she actually managed to get herself a little bit of agency it was like a little too little too late and she made one or two wrong moves i think some of that was cliff's fault too i think he steered her in a couple wrong directions oh yeah so um i'm interested to see her play without cliff now having confidence in herself as a player like she had at the end of that season as opposed to the beginning. And she's a podcast host on reality shows. So she's a little more like dug into this world and thinks about this stuff more. Sure. So maybe she has some places to go. Is she, she was my absolute favorite last season. I was thrilled to see her win AFP um, and her like look of genuine surprise still warms my heart to this day. Um, is she my favorite of this cast? Like, no, I would sacrifice her for others to stay if the right yeah. person's up on the block against her. But I do love her. Now, Hibiscus, we know that she is a super fan. She loves the show. She, she feels like she was picked up from her couch and put on the season. Is that going to be a detriment to her? Um, absolutely. I think, um, I, I, I think she's like that person that people are going to like just look at. Like, she's not really a threat, but, you know, we could dispose of her when we want to because that's all she is as a fan. But she, I love, I, she was one of my favorite because she stayed true to who she really is. She was never, she never got into the bullying or the mean girls, you know, talk during her season that's why like I genuinely love her because I know I was in high school I was one of those kids who are definitely like bullied so I bullied back to people that I know I could pick on and I hated seeing that because I see myself in that situation last season I'm like oh my god you know people bullied me so I was mean to other people like that is not cool that is not who I am today I think (laughs) but no, (laughs) no I um I think yeah saying that and she's not vocal about it to people you know she's just kind of laying low which i think is smart for her to get a little further but i don't i don't think she's my she's not my top top pick i think she's gonna they're gonna dispose of her when it comes to someone else that they you know like if it's gonna be memphis on the block they're gonna put nicole there just to get nicole and so that is gonna now keisha and Aussie, i think we are in agreement that the person from season 21 that we would have preferred is uh catherine um, but we're stuck with Nicole right now. Uh, Catherine's like my life-size Barbie. <laughs> She's so good. She's so good. Now, who does Nicole have to align with to make it anywhere without being just a floater? Literally anyone. <laughs> I think, actually, I think hitching herself to the old school wagon would be a strong move for her. I agree. Yeah. I think if she went on board with... Kaser and Janelle and probably then Memphis and Keisha and then like could also bring along like Day and Bay like that could actually be a powerhouse alliance and one that she would be able to even when that strikes are made at that alliance she wouldn't be the target yeah that is smart yeah Aussie what do you think about Nicole does she have any chance this season I think she does I think she really just needs to listen to her instinct because every time last season when she was like, I just have a feeling, I just have a feeling. She was right. Every single time she was like, I have a feeling I should do this. I have a feeling I should do this. Like that whole thing with like Tommy, Mickey and Holly, like she knew who she should have gone after. 
Yeah. Just like steer her in the wrong way. And I think she kicks herself for that every single day because I think if she made it to the end, she would have won. It's very, very, very possible. She would have won. And plus like Hibiscus was saying, I really just relate to her. That whole scene where everyone was in the HOH room and like totally just spewing lies. I was literally so enraged watching that. Uh, Like, I think she has a potential to go far. I don't know if she'll win, but I think she could. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will that's see. With the old timers, that's like a that's a smart route for her to go. It's yeah. me on Big Brother. No, don't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> no, be locked would, in a house with people. <laughs> no, you would hate that. I could only do Survivor because I could walk down the beach when I get annoyed. <laughs> well, none of us had her in her our top three, so we'll see how Nicole Anthony goes. Because we're now talking about Nicole Franzel from Big Brother 16, where she played seventh place and won Big Brother 18. She is 28, a social media influencer from Ubley, Michigan. She is most known for having a showmance with Hayden Voss and Corey Brooks and having a very unique voice. Post Big Brother, she appeared on The Amazing Race 31 with fellow house guest turned fiance Victor Arroyo, alongside Rachel Riley, Alyssa Slater, Brittany Haynes, and fellow house guest Janelle Perzina. Hibiscus. Why has everybody turned on Nicole Franzel? Why do we hate Nicole right now? She's um she's like the what's her name from she's the not Karen. Oh my god, what's the um Is she a Karen? Oh god. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's just she just knows a lot. And I think that's like um that's a that's a weakness. Like she just she connects herself with so many people. I guess that's part of being a influencer or whatever, but knowing a lot of people could be a bad thing too, you know, like, oh, she knows that person. She's going to save them when they have a chance. Um, and I, Nicole just, you've seen the backstabbing side of her and the, you know, like the people have watched at home. They, she could turn on you in an instant. I don't think she really played, played a complete loyal game in yeah. the, of her season. And I think that's why people would turn their back against her. Yeah. Now, Acacia, why would she want to come back knowing how she plays and how people would perceive her. How how does she dig herself out of this target already? What was the last part of that? Like, how does she get rid of the target on her back? Because she literally would have probably been up if it had not been for Cody. Yeah, I I don't think there's any way for her to get rid of the target. And I feel like I feel like she wanted to come back because she just wants the attention and doesn't want to be yeah. out. And if it's true, like about like the phone call, like crying and everything, like. You could tell she's just like privileged little girl that just like I want to be a part of it too, and I like want to get what I want. And you can kind of see that like in her seasons of like, like with like her social game, it's very much a, she like just wants what she wants. She wants to be protected, and she just like will do whatever she has to do to like get what she wants and get where she needs to go, which is a good thing. But it's also like I kind of like lost respect for her for that, and I feel like people now that she's been on twice, people are starting to see that. Yeah. And, are like gonna be like she I feel like there's no way for her to get rid of that target. Now I'll see is Davon gonna be her downfall? I have no idea. I really hope that it's not because I think they could really be I think they could work really well together. Yeah. Um but as for like my opinion on Nicole, I love Nicole. Um but I don't see her winning. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, I really loved Nicole, and then all of a sudden I went on Reddit bef- before the season started, and I was like, what the hell did I miss? Um, because, again, watching her on The Amazing Race, like, 
the 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 cuteness between her and Victor was really fun to watch because I hated they Victor. They were charming. Could not stand. They were right. charming as heck on race. And she was so she was a good player. So why are we all hating on Nicole? I'm really shocked. But she is she proves herself that she can be this sweet human who will do whatever it takes to win. And Andrew, is that going to be able to play this time around? I mean, I think, like, here's the thing. I think the reason she's back is because a lot of people had said Paul was robbed. And so she's trying to prove the validity of her win and prove that she can do it again. I think that's a part of it too. But uh, I think a part of her issue is, and I don't know if it's just like her presentation or the way she speaks or her voice or whatever it may be, or that everything she says has a whining inflection to it. I'm not sure. What do you mean? But somehow in 18, I think because like in 16, while yes, she managed to win her way back in, she was never truly a threat to like Derek and Cody. She was never she really- she, she was on to Derek though. Yeah, she was aware of them, but that is literally the only thing she had going for her. She didn't manage to muster up a move against them mm-hmm. by any means. So I think in 18, she had low threat status as a returnee and was able to sort of like snake her way through things and and twist and turn and essentially make herself into a mild version of a villain. In this season, people have already seen that. So when she comes, even if she comes at day and is like very genuine about meaning like you changed my life, blah, blah, blah. Day's going to look at that and be like, first of all, I know you a villain and you lie. Second of all, it's been four years and you're only just now choosing to have this conversation with me about how genuinely you feel about me. Like, hello. Yeah. So I don't think she's aware of how she comes across in her little like fake social media influencer moments. Yeah. I I feel like Nicole on an all-star season makes sense, but I feel like Nicole makes sense on an all-star season when Josh and Paul are on as well. Yeah. So I think she is lucky and also, this is a very big hindrance that she doesn't have those two to battle it yeah. out against. And wasn't, wasn't she a nurse the first time she played the game? I think so. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, Changed up her life. Yeah. <laughs> well, none of us have her in our top three. So we're going to move on to our last player from Big Brother 20, second place finisher, Tyler Crispin. He is 25. He's a jewelry company executive from Hilton Head, South Carolina. He is most known for being the ringleader and mastermind of level six and being one of the best players to never win because he was falling for Angela. What's wrong with Angela? Um, Post Big Brother, he appeared on TKO while on Big Brother. That's a joke. He wasn't. That was filmed beforehand. Um, Competed on the Professional Bowlers Association Celebrity Invitational with Angela, who he's still fucking. (laughs) That's the biggest twist for me. Right? I didn't think it was going to last. I still have a soft spot for Tyler. I still love him. Um, But I think he is completely lost in this cast right now. Like, this is the best scenario for him. Acacia, how do you think Tyler can do? I think he can do really well. I really liked him in his season. It really broke my heart that, like, him and Bailey, like, went at it. Because, like, those were, like, my two favorites. But I feel like they also, like, went at I think they would have worked together. But just, like, the circumstance of... season and who they were aligned with like they couldn't so i think they could work really well together in this season and i'm really really hoping for that but um yeah i think his biggest downfall last season was to me was angela because such a bitch (laughs) she was terrible but i mean honestly i think he also is very lucky that casey isn't on here 
because they would have been compared the entire time and this the the dynamic between Bailey and Casey would have caused him to pick sides and be in a situation he wouldn't want to be in. I think he's this he's got great positioning right now. How do you feel about him? Um I think he has a great positioning. I'm not his biggest fan. I I don't I don't really like his gameplay. He kind of reminds me of a weasel. Um and yeah, I'm just, like, not a fan. I think he deserves to be on the show. I think Absolutely. He is, He's an all-star. I, I'm just, like, not the biggest fan of his gameplay. And he, like, backstabbed a lot of people that I feel like he didn't need to. Um, his jewelry line is great, though. I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get anything? No, but I want to. It's, like, all nautical-themed. It's really nice. How nice. Ooh. Now, Andrew, who does Tyler need to align with? And I think there's really a few limited answers. Yeah, I think... Cody is a very smart ally for him mm-hmm. as a shield, as a meat yeah. shield, basically. He he kind of played the meat shield strategy his first time a little bit, not quite so directly, but by putting himself in an alliance of big personalities mm-hmm. that were like Angela was going to do all the fights for him. So yeah, people man. are going to hate Angela and he's just there pulling strings. Um, he's he's a mystery for me this season because also he's been quiet like of yeah. everyone he's been absolutely just like laying super low which i think is smart for a start to his game in this season but it means that i have no idea how he's gonna play <laughs> yeah i think for him he's also benefiting because he's not just playing he, in big brother 20 he was playing his game and he was playing other people's games as well like he doesn't have a sam to deal with this time around right like or a jc he does, <laughs> yeah he didn't need to make these people do things because he needed them to go further he's playing with actual most of them are actual players so hibiscus like how can tyler like snake his way to the end um he is like my pick for a winner only because looking at the cast i was like he's really in a good position and he's very smart and people not knowing that he was a big brother fan in his season he got away with a lot of things and played that dumb surfer dude like you know character but i think what he needs to do is yes partner up with someone in like new school like cody and someone from old school even like janelle or kesar and you will definitely be able to find your way to the end i think that's what tyler needs to do and i think he's probably just staying low right now just to kind of feed off of everyone's energy and read everyone to see who from the new school and old school he needs to attach to yeah i think he's got a couple options and like even i could see him in memphis like hitting off a little bit and if he works with Bailey too, that's like, I think yes. both of them could go. Yeah, there's also absolutely been a discussion of a Brigade 2.0 that would be Cody, Memphis, Enzo, and Tyler. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if Who it would are be the a women? successful. Who are the women, though? <laughs> they don't, that's the that real was the question. Thing, is they the, don't the women have prop Brittany, them up and they don't have right. them, yeah. They don't have a Brittany, Rachel, or Kristen to right. do anything. Right. So I think they can be an alliance. They can be whatever I mean, they want to call I mean, if Tyler can get Bailey, if Memphis can get Keisha, if, <laughs> if Cody can get Nicole Franzel, maybe there are women. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, we'll, we, will, we will see. But I, I think I'm excited for Tyler. Uh, Prediction-wise, Hibiscus had him in first place. I had him in second place. Um, I Again, if I put this world in motion and it's a uh, Cody Tyler final two. I just think Cody will probably be the bigger personality of the two of them making more moves this season. But I, I just Tyler, if he didn't have eyes for Angela, he would have won that season. 
And that's why I think he and Janelle are very much in the same discussion of people who've never won. And, and, yeah. you, and you can put Danielle Reyes in there as well. My top um, two is Tyler and Janelle. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's have a tie on the show. Um, but I think the, talking through it, I'm excited by most of this cast. I think we're all kind of on the same page about some certain people and the confusion why they're even there. But I, I, I think this is going to be a good season and I hope the outside world of COVID does not do anything oh, to God. shut the season Please. down. If that were to happen, I don't know how the show comes back. If that were to happen, they would just be like, Janelle is the nominated winner and we're just... <laughs> yeah. Even though she was voted out three weeks ago, she's still the nominated winner. And it'll be like, America, well, up to you. Who do you want to win? Exactly. <laughs> or like, literally or like Keisha gets voted out week one and she goes home because they don't do a, a pre-jury battle back. So she's at home. Everyone else in the house gets infected. So Keisha's the true winner. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that is, that's going to be our key thing is whoever is voted out first, if they are put into sequester immediately, we know yep. there will be a battle back. Yep. Um, and I sure the hell hope they do. And I hope that whatever mansion that they're going to put them in, because I doubt they're going to put them in a hotel right now. Mm-hmm. Are they going to um, go back to their little house? I think they rented it for two months. Yeah, no, li- like literally, please put them all in. Like, honestly, make a big twist. Let everyone be part of the jury this season. I, I'll take it. I'm here with it. Sequestered, though. Or, I mean, I think they're all going to be sequestered. That's true. So that they can, like, do press appearances. Yeah, and maybe like that. So like, they're not going to be able to go back home. I'm sure they'll be able to contact their family. Do we know how long this season is going to be? Like- nope they they have specifically not said anything <laughs> because I think CBS is also aware that they don't have a full programming a lineup. <laughs> so they might as well if they, if you want to go through October, go through October. Yeah, we don't have Survivor on Wednesday nights, so I know I'm that, like, sad. That like they took the save people or whatever like that they did the competition in. Just gonna like put them all in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right, stay here. They could yeah. do like four battle backs. Just keep the season going through December. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably the safest place for all of them anyway. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I will say, if it will be interesting, and we'll get political for a hot second. If the, if the if the season does run until election day, how will that play out in the House? Mm-hmm. Do they get their mail-in ballots? I don't know. Mm. Um, because we did have that moment on Big Brother Over the Top when they found out who was um, That's still an iconic scene of Julie telling them. Oh my God. No, that was terrifying. And I hope we don't, part of me hopes that they get good information should they be in the house on November 3rd. (laughs) Well, where can we find you all on social media? Acacia, let's start with you. You can find me on literally everything, Venmo, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everything at, at Acacia Forgot, A C A C I A Forgot. Austin. Find me on Instagram at austie.nyc, A U S T I E.nyc. Andrew. Um, you can find me on most social media at Andrew Orsi. My last name is O R S I E. And if you want to check out my acapella group, it's at Black to Gold Music on Instagram. We've been releasing some quarantine bops. And finally, Hibiscus. And you can find me on Instagram at it's Hibiscus, I-T-S, Hibiscus, like the flower or the tea. 
And it's the same as Twitter, but my partner runs that for me. <laughs> really? He does. Because <laughs> I'm like, I have no energy to do another. <laughs> wow, we just found out what's behind the curtain. So that's what I need to do to have a functioning Instagram. Have a partner, because I put all my energy into Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do both. So he was like, I'm going to start your Twitter. I was like, you go ahead and run that. Austin and Keisha, do you do each other's Twitter? Yeah, I don't even have a Twitter. Oh no, get on it. Make one and do that. Swap it. <laughs> Twitter swap. No, he's, oh, yeah, my partner's always like, oh, Chauncey was talking to you on Twitter today. Or, you know, so-and-so, is he? <laughs> That's crazy. I let my imaginary friend do my Twitter. That's why there's nothing ever on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure talking to you all about Big Brother. And I think maybe we'll try to do some, um, weekly episodes and I'll have like one of or two of you on each week and we'll chat and we'll we'll make it a, a fun little thing. When do so, they play the veto? Um Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, no no no. They played it on Saturday. They played it on Saturday. But... It'll be shown on the Wednesday episode. Yeah. So you guys know who played that. I, I don't yeah. watch yeah. that. Well, yes. we will cut the podcast off right now and then we'll talk about it, but thank you all for being <laughs> here. Yes, Thanks, thank Mike. you. A huge thanks to my panel for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.